When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, just to let you know, we have a content warning for the upcoming episode. We talk about sex work, we talk about bodies and body shaming, we talk about stripping, uh, we use all kinds of language in here, so if any of those things are upsetting to you, it's totally okay. Just note there is a content warning for this whole episode on those subjects. there. Welcome to You Love to See It, Fanbyte's movie review podcast slash delightful neighborhood video store. Every week, our friendly staff watches a movie and decides if it is worthy of being displayed in our distinguished staff picks shelf, if it's just good enough to hang in the totally acceptable middle aisle, or if it is going straight to the dumpster outback. And by that we mean a waste to energy incineration recycling plant, of course. We are not monsters. This is an eco-friendly joint. Working the counter today, we have yours truly, Fernanda, that's offensive to women and beavers pratches, and my usual partner in crime. And by crime, I mean my partner in talking movies and running this totally legal and above board video rental business. <laughs> that's Danielle, money can't buy it, Riondo. Hi, Danielle. Hi, how are you today? I'm uh, excited to start another workday. Us. Yeah, yeah. I'm just cleaning the counter. Uh, somebody spilled <laughs> so much popcorn, like really crappy, like expired 10 years ago popcorn. So I'm just trying to keep it clean over here, you know, again, since we are a totally legal above board video rental above business board. and, you know, yeah. Totally conforming with the sanitary um, health laws and stuff. Yeah, yeah it can't smell too much like rotten popcorn, right? <laughs> <laughs> some rotten popcorn it's totally just fine just a acceptable. little you know yeah just so it's to, to you know uh, set the scene but yes um, and this month I'm very excited because we are taking a look at Jenks giving movies <laughs> and what is that exactly I'm glad you asked Jenks giving is a Latin expression that we may or may not have literally just invented that means well you have probably deduced already <laughs> Possibly disheveled, potentially awkward, certainly flawed, often maligned movies that we ultimately believed uh, meant well and deserved to get a second look from us. And this week, we are watching 1996's Striptease. Erin Grant is desperate. And desperate times call for desperate measures. Wrestling. No chance that I am going to roll around naked in creamed corn with a bunch of drunken yahoos trying to stick niblets up my hoo-ha. Erin has many interesting men in her life. Oh. An ex-husband. A 
was going to say is, is that... So I walked to Don's from Tampa. God, Daryl, what would Mama say? She'd say, nice fucking car. Ow! A United States congressman. You must be... Convict Dildo. This nut is a congressman? A congressman Dildo. Why are you all shiny? It's Vaseline. I can feel it squishing between my toes. An enterprising lawyer. You know, my neck really feels better, Uncle Al. Oh, yeah? How's it feel now? And a most unusual bouncer. You follow politics, Mr. Chat? Do I look like I follow politics? Castle Rock Entertainment presents a story about the bodies that move. You jump here in a second, that piece of shit. And the ones that don't. <laughs> Demi Moore. I'm Malcolm Moldowski, Congressman Dobek's right hand. You must be a very busy man. Strip tease. You're Mrs. Grant? No, I'm Barbara Bush. Who is he? George Bush. So before we move on, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this tale of several things, I shall read you a short synopsis that I believe really captures the essence of the film. When a deeply incompetent judge inexplicably gives Erin Randall's deadbeat ex-husband full custody of their daughter, she finds herself working at a strip club in order to raise money to appeal the, again, truly baffling legal decision. Things get a lot more complicated, however, after a sleazy and literally slippery congressman starts obsessing over Erin. A bunch of guys die. A police officer gets involved, there's a python in there somewhere, and a cockroach dipped in yogurt. With Demi Moore in the lead role of Aaron, Striptease is a tale of motherhood, of sorority, of resilience, of boobs, of female empowerment, and, most importantly, of Burt Reynolds being slathered in Vaseline. I feel like I feel like that pretty much captures it. What do you think, Danielle? I, I think... I just had to stifle a cackling laugh right there. Uh, I'm not going to lie because you've just captured the essence of this like deeply goofy, but good hearted movie. I mean, again, deeply, deeply goofy, good hearted movie about boobs and female empowerment and also <laughs> terrible legal decisions. There's just <laughs> so much. And several other things that just... <laughs> It's kind of like in that episode of Friends when Joey makes like a beef trifle and it has like all the ingredients and like not Joey, Rachel, sorry. And it's got like cream and like beef in the middle and it's not supposed to work, but it does. I feel but like that's kind of somehow comes together. Yeah, this is a movie. That <laughs> it, it's it, again on paper. You wouldn't think that it has the heart of gold that it does, but it, it kind of does. And it redeems itself. I think <laughs> it it. it stumbles in a few ways it yeah. stumbles but also tends to redeem itself uh in the yeah. end so. we're, since we're already we're already talking a little bit about that like let's get into our our setting the scene stage yeah. of this this part is spoiler free so if you haven't watched uh the movie yet it's well i did spoil the part about burt reynolds being slathered in vaseline but i feel like this is just <laughs> a calling card for the movie, really. If you haven't watched it yet, this part is safe. And it's when we talk a little bit about, you know, our experiences with the film, kind of um, give you some background on it and how it actually came to appear here in our beautiful show slash uh, video rental store. Uh, let's start with you, Danielle. What's your what's your what's your history with with striptease? So I have zero history until yesterday 
uh, with striptease. Okay. I mean, other than being around, uh, this is 96, around 12 when it came out and being aware of the movie being out and aware of the mm-hmm. way that like, you know, terrible people in my life talked about women, <laughs> basically, mm. and being like, just really kind of disparaging about the movie that like, oh, that's you know, crappy movie came out and about, you know, X, Y, and Z using not nice language. So like, really, I just had like that sense as like a preteen on the verge of becoming a teen. Now, the other aspect here is just, you know, I guess somebody's history with Demi Moore, uh, which, you know, mm. I never, I listen, I don't have a history with Demi Moore. It's not like I've dated I, her. I'm not trying to I say would, that. I would love to get that story. Like, <laughs> actually, I have a personal history with Demi Moore. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. I do. I do not, to be clear, uh, but <laughs> unfortunately for all of us, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, uh, unfortunately for me, uh, but you know, <laughs> I've always liked her, respected her, thought she's incredibly mm-hmm. talented. I know she um, obviously was was you know got her start in modeling and is obviously like one of the most attractive people on the planet, um, as many obviously actors and actresses are. Uh, but yeah, just generally have always liked her, and you know, liked. Um, her talent and seeing her in the roles that she has been in. So that's it really just kind of a vague sense of, you know, you know, not, not the best message in my life about this movie and otherwise yeah. liking Demi Moore. You probably had sort of, cause it, it kind of stayed, I think in the discourse as sure. a terrible movie trademark. Like Terrible kind of movie became- that Demi Moore was paid too much to be in to show her boob. Oh, Again, yeah. these are like disparaging remarks people made at the time. Yeah. And like really some trash fucking discourse, uh, as we'll get into, I'm sure, a little bit. But yeah, this movie has a terrible reputation that is not really deserved. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. This movie is a lot better than uh, that kind of discourse would have you think. Yeah, my and it was kind of the same for me. I think I I actually have a very specific recollection uh, of. Here's the thing: in Brazil, we have this show on Sundays called Fantástico, which is kind of like our sixty minutes, but mm. I guess not as. It's more of a variety thing, but yeah, it's like a big news rounder type of show, and it's huge. It's it's a classic, and when you're a kid like my age, because I was born in '89, you sort of grew up mm-hmm. watching Fantastic on Sundays. And my recollection of it was when the movie was about to come out, so I was like seven or something. Um, they did this whole story on Demi Moore preparing for the role, and like oh, wow. so. It, but in my, I don't even know if it was good what it was based on. But in my mind, I just remembered it being like a thing, like it was a very big thing that this yeah. very big actress was doing this very big movie. And like you said, it really became part of the discourse. And it, as I was researching it for for the show, like kind of people talk talk about it as the sort of downslide of Demi Moore's career because she was paid twelve point five million dollars. For the movie, which at the time broke a record that was later broken by Meg Ryan in uh, 2000. And it was kind of this idea, like you said, oh, she's getting paid too much, way too much money for this. And I'm like, dude, this is a huge ass star (laughs) who is agreeing to be on a movie where she's basically almost entirely naked the entire time that will demand a lot of her physically, of course, but that she's like really putting herself out there in a very specific way. And for a thing that will obviously make lots of money because at that point who wouldn't want to see freaking Demi more naked right. of course you can ask for a lot of money get right. that bag girl like, right exactly <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was kind of it too. And like you said, a lot of those same harmful messages. And we'll get to it as we discuss the movie more because it's a movie that uh, really is about a stripper um, that I feel personally slips at some points, but uh, and not just when Burt Reynolds is covered in vaseline. <laughs> there, there are slips I will insist on this. figurative and literal in this movie, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I feel like in other moments, it paints a very interesting, um, uh, different, like, picture, I think, than what I was expecting of the yeah. whole scene. But, yeah, I guess with that, we can move on to uh, the part where we will have spoilers. So if you want to, like, stop, watch the movie, come back, um, hopefully you can still enjoy it, even if you haven't watched it. Though I will say, it's your freaky loss. Go yeah, watch it. Yeah, you should probably watch it. <laughs> you should probably watch I honestly... I think you should watch it. Uh, yes, please uh, stick around as we, pardon the pun, strip it down for you in the next few minutes. Uh, <laughs> I guess one of the things... I really wanted to discuss is the characters. Yeah. Because they're very over the top. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I I fell in love with quite a few of them. The main being the like the security guy, Shad, who's played yeah. by uh, Ving Rames, who's absolutely yeah. hilarious. He has like the best one-liners. He has a little freaking monkey. He has this... <laughs> whole plan about putting a cockroach in a yogurt and then he says like he's doing that because he's a dreamer and he wants to make more. like it's a <laughs> he truly is to me the highlight of the movie he just makes me laugh every time he's he really does have the best one-liners and he delivers them in that like really dad pen kind of way then like the strippers i feel like they're all really funny and they're only they have all all have their own little shticks uh yeah. Sorry, dancers, Chad, Ch- dancers. dancers uh, yes. Burt Reynolds as the rich creep who sniffs Aaron's underwear whilst leathered, <laughs> had to toe in Vaseline, <laughs> only to proceed to go on stage and preach about family values. That's amazing. And even the asshole husband, yeah. who's actually T1000, Robert Patrick. I said this I before know. recording, but I legitimately did not recognize him until I saw this in your show notes that that's Robert Patrick. <laughs> Cause he's playing this like absolute cartoon character of like the shittiest low life husband ever. Like the guy fucking uses his adorable daughter to steal wheelchairs. Like that's his, <laughs> that's his career. And when, he goes, and it's just and when he goes to Burt Reynolds, I steal wheelchairs. We have a lot in common. It's amazing. As like a sen- as a conservative senator, uh, yeah, like a Republican senator who is like just. I mean, all right. So here's here's a thing that definitely comes up, um, and it comes up for these characters. But like this movie is both has some views on sex and sexuality that are like both. Sometimes you want to applaud. Sometimes you don't want to applaud. At least for me personally. 
of like, okay, so he's kind of like this, you know, quote unquote, like pervert senator. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to kink shame this man. You know, you can do whatever you want, dude. <laughs> you like Vaseline? Fucking go with God. Go for enjoy it. yourself. You know, you want to sniff panties as long as it's a consensual thing. Please enjoy yourself. Like as long wasn't. as it's consensual. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he, su- <laughs> he actually sucks. I just don't want to say that kink shaming like is good. You're right. However, he's also this conservative piece of shit. Who, like, he's literally covered in Vaseline and sniffing the panties and then goes out and talks about, I love family values. And it's like, that's such a perfect cut and, like, a perfect, you know, indictment of who this asshole is and who it's making fun of. Like, this is making fun of horrible conservatives who have horrible opinions about human sexuality, even though, as often as not, they will have kinks and they will have preferences that everyone can have and shouldn't be shamed. So it's, yeah, it's pers- one of those. And he was married, too. <laughs> So he's pursuing Aaron the entire movie while being married. Yeah. And he's just like, my wife doesn't even like me. And it's just like, all right, dude. Like, I mean, again, if this was consensual and your wife was fine with this, that'd be fine. However, I don't think they have that kind of relationship. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Maybe that, that would be an interesting spinoff. Um, <laughs> the congressman and the wife uh, patching things up, going to couples counseling. Trying right. to figure out what that whole thing was about. Um, Honestly, that idea. would be a great follow-up. And he becomes, like, kink positive and, like, begins to accept himself <laughs> for who he really is and, like, understands consent and, like, learns all these things and then be- then rallies against the horrible family values shit. <laughs> like, See? listen. Missed opportunity. While people are out there trashing striptease for reasons <laughs> I cannot fully understand to this day, they could have been out there. Making right. this beautiful sequel. Right? That's unfortunate. Listen. Uh, one little tidbit <laughs> yeah. that I thought was really interesting when we we're talking about uh, Robert Patrick. Oh, uh, he said that he had a little crush on, on Demi Moore when he was shooting. And then Aww. he said it was fun to be her ex-husband, Daryl Grant. What an idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a moron. Playing to my strong suits as a white trash Southern boy. Oh. A redneck. Laughs, laughs. Says that's pretty good. I like this word association stuff, the physical comedy. It's really, it's a whole thing. Like, I love that he had a little crush on her and that he was, um, yeah, he understood how trash Daryl Grant was. And it ended up making it funny, right? Because it's serious. This guy's by all, st- like, standards a fucking abusive asshole. Yeah, he's a he's a real piece of shit. Like, the setup is, it, it it's a little hard to swallow because it's so insane. Like, the fact that yeah. this this woman who is, like, I mean, it is she's presented as like, okay, she worked in the FBI um, and like, you know, had this great job and married this absolute piece of shit. And they had a beautiful <laughs> little kid. And then this judge who just loves football is like, oh, he's the best football player. I don't even remember what, what position, but it's fine. I, he's the best football player and he gets full custody. And that's why she it was insane. It's like that scene is like deranged. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is, again, there's a few. This is this movie is a comedy and I think it's it fine is, yeah. for it to like do this because it, it is again the point gets confused many times throughout the movie but it is trying to make the point that life is very fucking unfair for women like I think yeah. that's the point this movie is making that like society actually fucking sucks that for one to be a, an exotic dancer or however you want to call it is honest work it's fucking fine for somebody to do that there's no need to sh- be shamed about that and like 
the fact that people just keep mistreating her and misunderstanding her is on them. They are the dumbasses. She is awesome. Like, that's, I think, the thesis of the movie, basically. Mm -hmm. Even though, again, the movie does undercut itself often for, like, a cheap joke. And that's, like, Mm. that's, that's, for me, that's the only problem with this movie. I get that. Seriously, I love this movie. Like, I really enjoyed it. I thought I'd be... Um, much more down on it, but I really liked it. And I think it's a really good point. And I think it mostly makes the point well. It's just that every now and then it's like, you know, it'd be funny. Ha ha. And it's like, oh, ah, you know, you're kind of like movie, you were doing so well. It's like 1996. (laughs) I understand. I understand. 1996 was a different, slightly different time. But yeah, it, uh, I I also definitely do also want to go back uh, to Shed uh, because I love him so much and I want him to be in more movies. Like I want to see what he does every day of his life because you get a sense (laughs) of it, right? You get a sense because he has to do all these like batshit things. Like this guy, again, he has the scheme that you mentioned about putting the cockroach in the yogurt, which was supposed to be like a lawsuit scheme. But unfortunately, the secretary of the lawyer eats the cockroach and she just makes like the face like the... It's like the kombucha girl face. Like yeah. The, like, she's <laughs> doing the like, and then <laughs> like, she does she's the face. it out by the crunch. And <laughs> it's such a good it's, little tidbit. Really it has good. no place in the rest of the movie, but it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that one, that one really works. He has to go get a snake late at night. He has to, he claims he has like, not just any snake, like a fucking python, a giant and, python. And, oh my and god! And the owner of the bar, the strip bar, who's called, which is called the Eager Beaver, the eager which beaver. is just amazing. <laughs> and he has to, he has a, a guy that can fix him up with a snake in the middle of the. That is, and then he says, "That's this is why I don't like this business anymore. It doesn't have like he used to be all heart." <laughs> yeah, it's really he is wonderful. He's like a very underrated presence in this movie because he just has such great lines. Like he has this, oh, there's no humanity in it. And he also has this line about like, oh, you know, like I can't, I can't have an erection like from working so many years in this club. And he's like, you know what does it for me? Porpoises. SeaWorld. <laughs> SeaWorld. <laughs> and then Shad, it's like this great moment between him and Shad. And Shad's just like, why the fuck did you tell me that? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like they have this hilarious relationship where – even though uh, the sort of owner of the club is supposed to be like a sleazebag, you get the idea he's kind of like a sleazebag. He also mm-hmm. like, there's like a lovable, like pushover quality to him that like he yeah. actually, you get the sense that he actually on some level is not a bad dude. I know this is yeah. this is kind of a stock stereotype and there absolutely is this character in Showgirls, another movie I yes. truly love. Like, genuinely yeah. love that movie. There's the, like, you know, uh, strip club owner who's just like, oh, this is a class joint. You know, it has that kind of, like, I know I'm supposed to read this man as a total sleazebag. I know. I know that's what we're going for here. But has those lines that are, like, th- there's some care in this man, even if it's misplaced. <laughs> like, yeah. there's something there. That's the thing. But that's what I liked about it, too. Like, and, and, and I was torn on this, and I'm glad you touched on it. Um, and I, that's kind of like what I want to get into next. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like the comedy there helps in a way because we're used to seeing either like strippers being admonished 
right? Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that was much more the case in the 90s. Now, obviously, we live in a more kind of a society that understands that sex work and is work and that strippers are doing literal work with their bo- and it's, hard it's an, fucking it's work. It's an honest that? job. Like the way there's an early line. This is honest work. And honest work. you know that. I know that. The judge doesn't know that, which is like a very yeah. good like that's a They're great line. line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like that they, oh, it, so it's either that like admonish or, oh, poor them. Like this is a horribly right. degrading, terrible thing that only a person who has gone through horrible things in life had like that. Only in that way you end up in this line of business and will poor them. Let's all feel very sorry. Yeah. And I feel like, by and it's very obviously it's very delicate and complex and i have i've never been a stripper so i really apologize if i'm i'm missing something or if i'm 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 not really picking up on on certain messages here but like as a general thing i like that they put the humor there especially with the sleazy guy and in the sense that they do mention like the creepiness like dealing with assholes like guys being gross especially in the scene where Demi Moore is talking to her daughter who by the way is her real daughter in her real life oh my god it is yeah it's her her real daughter that's incredible and um you know when she's having that scene and she's talking about yeah dancing is fun but like they're the guys and it's so you you do have a little bit of that of like this is of, of all the complicated realities of being in a job that really is catered toward um the male gaze basically yes. really yeah. is about you know catering to to a, a very specific kind of audience so of course that's going to come with a lot of baggage and and drawbacks uh, and it, it speaks a lot about the place of women in society but at the same time it shows them as people who have fun and who make jokes and who you know like yeah. and they're co-workers yeah, they're like- they're co-workers cracking jokes and helping uh, care for like a daughter and they have like personalities like I, th- I thought that that was very interesting. And at points of the movie, I was really kind of like torn about the use of humor. Like we said, the yeah. the I'm just going to call him T-1000 the entire time. He <laughs> <laughs> He's a complete yeah. asshole. He has no redeeming qualities. And the way that they use humor with him a lot, in one way, I'm kind of like, oh, it takes a little bit of the seriousness out of this very uh-huh. serious situation. But on the other, I'm like, at the same time, like, it's pretty clear that he's fucking gross, that the judge is fucking gross, that basically yeah. every guy who isn't the police uh, officer in this movie and or Chad, sad. of course, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that they're all really fucking gross. So uh, that's why I wanted to ask you about, like, as yeah. a general Thing. So I was surprised positively in many ways, considering mm-hmm. what I expected from, from the movie. Uh, but what did you think about how the treatment of women yeah. was as a whole? Yeah, I, I think I agree that it was more much more positive than I thought it would be for like a Hollywood product in mm-hmm. the 90s, you know, kind of thing. Um, it, but it does undercut itself again, like okay. in several points. Like there is a really good scene kind of early on where um, Aaron and the officer, who's like a detective, mm. who's like, my God, this man could not be more Italian. He's like just the most Italian <laughs> man who's ever lived, like hyper Italian. I don't know. I don't even know if the actor is. It's just like the mannerisms of this character, like super Italian, you know, detective dude in his little suit all the time. They have like a really honest moment where she's having a conversation with him and he he makes like a remark about like, oh, strip is this. And, he, and she's just like, excuse me, dancers, like show me some respect, yeah. dude. Like and it's it's like a genuine kind of moment of like, yeah, listen, this is a very intelligent person 
who is doing this job and she has complicated feelings about it, which I'll, I yeah. do want to talk about as well. Her feelings towards her job. Yeah, and like, that's the thing. She's the only one who actually puts it down uh, in a very like. Yeah. So she will defend a, herself against other people, but mm-hmm. she also clearly feels a certain way about it. Like she she says early on that she feels nauseated before getting on stage. And it's obviously because of the dudes. It's not because she doesn't yeah. like dancing or like her body. Yeah. But she has a complicated relationship to it. And I actually had, like, I had a really hard time in a good way. I don't think this was played poorly. But I had a really hard time with some of the later content that was about how she dealt with it with her daughter. Because the daughter does go to work with her a few times. Like, eventually, you know, again, this is a spoiler section. But she gets the daughter away from the shithole husband, like, just to protect her. And, you know, she has the other dancers kind of watch her in the background, but you know, somebody can't watch her for a second and she peeks out and she does see, uh, you know, mom stripping and, you know, like doing the little butt dance. So she gets the money and stuff like that. So it's not just mom dancing. It's mom, like, you know, being touched by strangers and things like that. Right. Which is like hard to contend with because I genuinely, as like a sex positive person, am like, yeah, this is a job. This is awesome. Like there's nothing wrong with this, but it is hard. Like the reality is hard that yeah. it, no, a child should not see that. That's probably not a good like first look at sexuality for a child like at that age. Like it's probably more of like a let's have honest conversations about what happens. You know, mm-hmm. your mom does this for a job, and I like my job, but there are parts of it that might be hard. You know, like there's stuff that I completely realize would be tough to talk to a whatever seven year old about, like about doing this job, doing this work. I think everybody could probably say there are difficult things about their job or things that make them feel a little icky about their job. Not necessarily everybody, but like a lot of people yeah, most could people, absolutely yeah. say that. And so it doesn't mean, oh, it's different just because there's a sexuality aspect to it. Yeah, It's just that, okay, if I was seven and I saw this, I might have a particular view of sexuality, right? That you might mm-hmm. not necessarily want a child to have. So I genuinely like am wrestling with my own ass self watching this fucking stupid movie <laughs> that I'm really enjoying and like <laughs> think is very funny. But I'm, I'm like having some thoughts about this. Like, okay, like Danielle, be honest with yourself about, yes, you think this type of work is absolutely wonderful and great and there's nothing wrong with it, but also understand the reality of this would be difficult to explain to a child. This would be difficult yeah. to show a child that you do this. And like, that's also Okay. But I also felt a little bad when she she doesn't want to do it anymore once the, the daughter sees it. And they do have a conversation. I think it's a really good scene, actually. Like, I think Erin, uh, the, the character, is being pretty honest and pretty real. And she's a wonderful mother. But, like, she also, like, shames the job, right? Like, after yeah. after the daughter sees it, she has this conversation with the the detective about like I can't I can't yeah. do this anymore I can't do and this and the detective anymore. is the guy who actually I thought like was very an interesting yeah um, unexpected counterpoint in the conversation is like oh like he's the one being like that's kind of not a big deal like he's like you, you do work. what you gotta do like you know you're, you're working your job like he he's like pretty not shitty about it I guess maybe he learned his lesson from calling her like a whatever I don't yeah, remember exactly what he calls her early on, but like I, he accuses he her lesson? of like sleeping with, with right. The, she he like assumes that you know that she does other admirer. types of sex work basically just because yeah. she she dances and it's like, dude, you shouldn't make that assumption. Like maybe some people do and that's okay, but you don't make that assumption, yeah. of course. Yeah, uh, and like 
I, she was I, severely like, underestimated by him like everyone yeah. else. That's kind of like the the entire point, right? Even the super bad guy who whose name I totally forgot right now. He's in a bunch of shit. The guy who's in CSI later. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, who's one of the... the the most evil. Henchman, I guess. The yeah, most one of the evil person assholes. in this movie, probably. Yeah. And he's having this conversation and he's like, oh, where uh, the guy who likes to kill everybody is kind of like, mm, should we kill her? And he's like, well, like, I think she's just a dumb whore. And right. then the other guy's like, for her own sake, I hope she is. Right. And then later he finds out, oh no, like she's not, no, she's, she's not as dumb as she, she's she should be. super smart. And like, yeah, and the main that's driver. The whole plot yeah. of it, right? <laughs> Yeah, like the it, whole thing of the movie, it's guys severely underestimating this woman because she's beautiful and she's a stripper, and it's like, yeah. and it's like, do that at fun. your own peril, jackasses. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, she's a genius. I just here's what I want for her. I want for her if she wants to be an exotic dancer, if she wants to do that, I want her to do that forever and find a way to explain to her daughter, listen, there's all kinds of things about sex. There's a million things about sex. You're gonna learn them as you grow up. I don't want you to watch me dance, but like what I do is awesome. Like I just, <laughs> I wish there was some way for the movie to like acknowledge that and be like, yeah. I don't want you to feel ashamed of me. What I do is fine. Like it, it's interesting. Cause there was, I was actually reading a little bit of, um, it was a news piece and it was from the time, but it was kind of one of those, like, I don't know. I couldn't even tell which outlet it was from because it's one of those like kind of cachet things that you get in Wikipedia. But sure, um, it yeah. was like this little note and she was talking about how um, and one of the questions um, what it seemed like the interviewer had asked about her uh, rumor, uh, her actual daughter seeing her actually stripping in the movie. Sure, sure. Then there's that layer, right? She's not she, it's her actual living daughter seeing her there. And then uh, she, her answer was something like. Ah, we're we're not ashamed of our bodies in my family and something like I walk around naked all the like we don't we don't care like it's not a big deal for us and I was like that's that's a healthy way of going about it I think (laughs) it absolutely is but I totally get what you're saying because I do think it's a super whenever we talk about this kind of thing it's it ends up being a more layered discussion yes yeah but uh and I was like you at some points, I felt like the need to jam in a joke was kind of like, oh, we could have been a little more sensitive there, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> But in the, uh, <laughs> on the other hand, I felt like he gave lightness to a situation that like the absurdity of the thing wasn't that she was a stripper. Like, fuck that. The absurdity of it is that she's stuck in a murder fucking mystery where yeah, exactly. people are dying around her. Like, <laughs> her stripping. It's just like a, a, a plot point. It's not what we're lamenting here. And I think yeah. that's really cool. It's like, no. Uh, we And also, like, one other thing that was kind of like, she's naked a lot. Like, oh, there yeah. are a lot of scenes. <laughs> yeah. Like... 20 minutes of her just dancing around in a in like her room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What for? It serves no actual purpose. It really is just like, please let's feast our eyes on the hotness of Demi Moore. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> like, I guess if she's cool with it, like I should be cool with it. It's her body. Like, whatever. Do you, Demi? Yeah. Uh, but it really does point out like the kind of goal of the movie which is like oh we're talking about these interesting things and we're trying to like treat women in a in a certain way but also like i know you came here to see them more naked so we're giving you that right it's a, this is such a fucking hollywood ass <laughs> thing right of like 
okay, you're you're making a point with your movie, and I think most of the time doing it well, but you're undercutting it when you occasionally do a joke that's like just a little below the belt, just like, all right. And or just being like, we got titties over here, got titties over here, got titties over here, got titties over here, we got titties in your face and titties in your space. Like, just, you know, sorry, I just made Did up a song. Did you just make that up? I just made that up. Uh, Paul, can we get like the techno remix on that? Like, just, you Please. know, just in case we, uh, we need something at some point in life. No, I mean. I love it so much. I, listen, I'm queer. I think, you know, uh, women's bodies are beautiful in all shapes and sizes, all kinds, every, basically everything. I'm never going to be like, oh, I don't want to look at this. This isn't a nice thing to look at. This is a beautiful thing to look at. Yeah. It's, it's a little hard. Like, honest to God, I have fallen asleep in two strip clubs in my life. I have fallen all the way asleep, <laughs> like all the way asleep. Cause it's like a weird atmosphere for me, at least for me, it feels like uh, a weird me, atmosphere. Yeah. Like. It's a little yeah. hard for me to take. Again, very, very completely sex positive. Think anybody should be able to do anything for work yeah. and anybody can have any kind of sex they want as long as it's consensual. I'm thrilled. I'm happy. Yeah. But it is like an atmosphere that does cater, as you said, like very, very, very much to like hetero male gaze, right? And like yeah. pleasing like a hetero male, you know, type of thing. And like, that's not always my thing. I'm not always super happy about that. So there's parts of that that are hard for me to like fully, yeah. you know, appreciate or enjoy. Now, yeah, me too. I'm also like, I don't just want to sit here and be a, I don't know, a weirdo about looking at Demi Moore either. Like she is <laughs> uh, incredibly, incredibly beautiful human being. Her body looks, yeah. you know, incredible in this movie. And it, you have it here in your notes too, though, that like, it, came it sounds like cost. she really, yep. it was not easy to get into this kind oh. of shape. And like, yeah, it's. That's another aspect of this, right? Where it's that, like, right? I, I, I want everybody's body to be healthy. I want everybody to feel good about themselves, to eat whatever they need to eat, to do whatever exercise they want to do. Like, I don't, I, I hate that there's this aspect to it. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like I'd be able to fully just be like, listen, she's gorgeous. She's dancing on screen. She's naked. This is, this is great. This is wonderful. If this is what she wants to do. But there's that part of that where it's like, oh, she had to get herself into this insane shape and like only eat. Again, this is we're going to put spo- yeah. uh, content warning on top of all of this. because yeah. There's a lot or here. Like, but yeah, but like not eating enough and like punishing her body to look like this. And it's like her body would have looked fucking amazing with 20 pounds of fat on it, too. Like her body would have looked absolutely incredible because bodies are absolutely incredible. So like, yep. there's this part of it that's hard for me too to say like, oh, this is just a good thing. You know what I mean? Of her just dancing naked. It's like, it's, uh... it's very, and it, the look of it, it caters to a very late 90s aesthetic yes. uh, and early too, like of uh, the of quote unquote healthy. And we see the pattern repeating forever, right? It just yeah. takes different like visual shapes yep. in, com- in terms of the, the female body, but yep. that you're looking at a person who so you, like the idea of health and really yeah. linked to the aerobics uh, and like Jane Fonda videos and whatever yep. it was very much. Uh, and I, another example I can think of is Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. Yes. Or to yeah. a different extent, Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, but she was very muscular for that one. So maybe a little bit. She was more MMA fighter looking. <laughs> than everything. Than, than anything than else. Than yeah. these other ones. But that also, I'm sure, took a certain type of training and a certain oh, type of regimen. Like eating. No joke, exactly. Right. This like, is yeah. not like you're putting it as healthy, presenting it as healthy, because like Demi looks toned. She doesn't look completely, 
you know, depleted. She doesn't look emaciated. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't look emaciated. Absolutely. Like, it's not like kind of that waif sort of thing that would come back later on or the early 2000s. But at the same time, we know... We know that's unrealistic for 99% of the population. Yes. It wasn't realistic for Demi herself. Uh, I was reading a little bit about, um, she published a book that I've never read and they mentioned it sort of, yeah. um, I was reading a few stories with her talking about her general struggles with body image. And yes, again, a little bit of a content warning here because she talks about disordered eating and yeah. over-exercising. Yeah. And uh, it was true for her for like previous roles in these proposal um which is by the way one of my favorite 90s movies as problematic <laughs> that is, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. then uh, and then for striptease, she said, when I was making striptease for breakfast, I would measure out a half cup of oatmeal and prepare it with water. Then for the rest of the day, I would only have one, only protein and some mm. vegetables, like only protein and vegetables. And that yeah. was it, she wrote. So like that's, and she talked about how in uh, G.I. Jane, G.I. Joe, she, I don't know. Yeah, G.I. Jane. Yeah. G.I. Yeah. Jane that she did. Like she uh, w- allowed herself to gain a little more. She bulked up a bit. And that after that, she learned to have a more uh, he- a healthier relationship with her body. But mm. I'm kind of like you. I'm like, this is like, okay, this lady's gorgeous. Like, let's right. feast our eyes on the gorgeousness of Demi Moore, which we can <laughs> always because she's gorgeous. But like at the same <laughs> time, I'm like, we know that this isn't this isn't something that came easily and that is unachievable for most people. And that yeah. probably wasn't achievable for her. And then I read it and I was like, it wasn't. Yeah. So it does have that like complicated layer. And then yeah. yes, get 12, five, $12.5 million for that shit. Cause for that's real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get paid. It was the not easy. You can do. <laughs> yeah. Like as somebody who just like, I have to have a competition weight, when I do grappling tournaments and I don't even, I don't, I don't have to do that much. Just knowing what I have to do. I'm Mm -hmm. like, get paid more. Everybody who ever has to do any of this, get paid more, please get paid more. Like (laughs) get uh, fighters, get paid more, all of it. Just get paid more, you know? Um, yeah, because this is really like something that takes a toll on your entire life. Like it's, It shouldn't be like this. Like you said, we shouldn't be looking at needing a female body to look a certain way for it to be worth $12.5 million, right? Right, Right. exactly. But if you're putting yourself through all that freaking sacrifice, like milk milk that horny dude money, girl. Exactly. (laughs) We support you getting paid if this is your choice. But also this shouldn't have to be anybody's only choice, like kind of deal, you know? Um, Yeah. It's and imagine afterward, right? Like everybody knowing every like almost every crevice of her body. That's a lot of exposition, especially for somebody who was already a really uh big ticket yeah. item at the time. Yeah, like super famous, uh, big, you know, a star at this point. After Ghost, a star, absolutely a star. So yeah, yeah and it 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 does tie into something that is like an absolute positive for me that I, I just have to, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, something I loved about this movie and didn't expect is just how awesome her music and choreography yes. choices are. <laughs> Holy sh- I was not expecting this to be the Annie Lennox show, but it is. And it's fantastic. You just get this sense of this character as this, like, she was probably kind of a nerd. She's like a hot yeah. nerd who's like she worked just, at the FBI before. Like she worked at the FBI. Kind of the thing she secretly 
always to have these moves she always danced of course maybe she even danced like um you know like at a high level as an amateur or something like she's got moves like she has some kind of like either just you know for fun or that she had some kind of training like she has these like beautiful moves this really fun these really fun routines like there's also an aspect to this, which I realize I didn't mean to bring the queer to like the most hetero movie ever, but I can't help it. <laughs> there's like, it. there is such a camp to stripping that like, again, I know yeah. that sounds like the most fucking obvious thing in the universe. Right. But I'm used to like no, drag shows. I'm used to like gender bending stuff. I'm used to like going and watching a lot of like, I watch a lot of like pole performances. I have close friends yeah. that I do jujitsu with that also do pole my and sister like, does pole dancing. It's amazing. I did it for like a month and I was extremely bad at it. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pursue it. I feel like maybe if I had tried harder, because my sister is also very uncoordinated um, sure. and she's now good at it. So <laughs> maybe yeah. if I had persisted, but sorry, take, go ahead. It takes a while. I mean, like anything, it's it's such a skill. It's like really one of my hard. One of my main training partners is like, really good at pole and like loves pole. And I've seen her perform multiple times. And like, it's just so incredible. And like, again, for me, pole is not necessarily a queer thing, but it has so much overlap with things like drag and like gender bending shows and even things like burlesque that like, to me, it's such an inherently campy and even maybe like a little queer art form, right? Like you're, you're doing a routine. You're not just like, I don't know. Like, it's not serious. I don't know how else to put it, but like, there's a playfulness to it. There's a camp yes. quality to it. And especially if you're going with Annie Lennox and Prince, like, this is so Can't campy. If she weren't dancing for like very straight dudes, I'd be like, oh, wow, this is so much fun. Like, that would be for me, like, oh, this is so great. I love this. They kind even of stuff. mock it right on this thing. Like, yeah. um, one of the guys, I think it's the owner of the strip club, like, they really like you despite your depressing music choices or something. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> and and who among us hasn't thought like oh I like I would strip to like this song like exactly song. we've all got our song I feel like yeah you know like I totally I totally see what you're saying and it's really cool I really liked her uh, choreographies like I like the little outfits yeah um, like the whole thing um, when thing- I can't buy it is one of my favorite songs like I just love that song I'll just shout out the video for that like the Annie Lennox song it's like. One of the most incredible, like, high-gloss, like, minimalist music videos you could ever look at. She's, like, running around as if she just got out of the shower with a towel on her head, just, like, dancing. It's fucking great. So just putting that one out there for the, you know, just in case you like that song. I think it deserved a, an appreciation. <laughs> just a like, shout. <laughs> shad appreciation. Shad uh, deserves all choice the appreciation. appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and lastly, I think, like, one of the things that I really wanted to touch on was the fact that, and we kind of talked about it throughout, but that I do feel like it's the strong point of the movie and the reason why I feel like it still hasn't, like why I don't really understand the hate for it so much. I really, sometimes I see a movie that is hated and I get why, like showgirls, like you can understand Uh, because uh, it's, uh, excuse me. Showgirls is a masterpiece. I, I, I personally really enjoy it. I'm just saying (laughs) that I can understand why people of very unrefined tastes uh, would reject it. (laughs) Didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. No, I I, we support your defense of showgirls in this space. But I do feel like 
this movie is legitimately funny. I don't know if it's just me and my very primitive sense of humor because I do like really dumb shit sometimes. But I laughed <laughs> out loud throughout because it's a very weird so i think like it's a weird movie right like everything's a little strange so you kind of had to get in on that but once you're like okay i embrace whatever the fuck is happening here like i don't i don't know what it is and i'm in it it's kind of like probably like doing shrooms like if you don't (laughs) embrace it yeah if you fight it you're gonna have a terrible time it's just gonna be a horrible ride but if you're just like, you know, this is happening, I'm just kids don't do drugs. Uh, this is a hypothetical example. But if you're like in it, then it's different. And I feel like that. I think that is just a, I don't know, legitimately funny movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with that. I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did. It's really fucking funny. Like, it, and it works. Also, I am also, I will say this right now physical comedy is uh, beautiful. I think it's fantastic. I think it's beautiful. I think it's fine to laugh at really stupid pratfalls, and this movie has plenty of them. Oh, but Robert it, Patrick's so good at that. Oh, like my all God. everything he does is amazing. <laughs> Him taking morphine that was for the wolves, the and wolf then being morphine? super <laughs> with a golf club in his arm. <laughs> God, that is so good. Yeah, he has he has a golf club as like a splint for his arm for half the movie. It's so good. <laughs> and one of the other, and yeah, yeah, like we're talking about the song, even like little tiny tidbits, like they're they're reading the the letter from the admirer who ends yeah. up getting killed, and then he poor tells, Jerry, poor Jerry, he just he meant well. That that guy was a very unfortunate victim. Yeah, he was he just like well. he was a very like low key creep. I was yeah. like, I can't call you where and I worship you too much. Yeah. Uh, asking that you would dance to like Kenny G's Christmas album. <laughs> right. <laughs> who thinks of that? Who comes up with that joke? It's really good. And uh, an interesting little uh, tidbit of information that you only get when you have a, a Mexican partner. Sure, sure. One of those little, the, the henchmen that were on the boat. Mm, yes yes that stop uh that they start kind of start talking to shad and shad talk about how melrose strip used oh to be a, a stripper called chastie la france <laughs> which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bad wrist because he has to check out the boobs the boobs has tendinitis <laughs> from checking the boobs uh he <laughs> One of those guys is like apparently a bit like a soap opera guy, a soap opera star who oh, nice. was uh, recently in trouble because he attacked a reporter. Oh, no. Like he punched a reporter. <gasps> yes. Eduardo Yanis. And I was like, he, it, literally, we were watching it and it's like, oh, isn't that the, the I think that's a Mexican guy who punched a reporter once. <laughs> I'm like, how do you even hold that kind of information in your head? Oh, my and God. And lo and behold, it was. So that's <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! Honestly, so that good. makes me almost like he was—he was really playing a part right there. He was playing a, a hell of a bit part as like impressed henchman, like henchman impressed with Shad's incredible bullshit, uh, which is oh my god, yeah. Quite, Wait, quite which the- famous person used to strip there? Uh, Meryl Streep. You're saying you're Meryl like, Streep used to strip. <laughs> Chesty LaFrance. Chesty LaFrance. 
I'm not ashamed of how much I love the jokes in this movie because I feel like not a single moment. And sometimes I feel I kind of see what you mean. Like sometimes it undercuts the rest of the movie. Sometimes yeah. we could have gone without it. But uh, the even okay, I keep talking about Burt Reynolds. Hey, leather he up is and Vaseline. a gem in this movie. He's like an absolute perfect. gem. Yeah. Yes. And the scene with the Vaseline, it's not just him and Vaseline. He talks about how he can feel it under his toes, squishing. And he does, like, this really adorable little, like, very twinky walk as he does it. He's like, I can feel it between my toes. It's just, oh, my God. He doesn't understand why his, like, aide is, like, horrified by the situation. He's like, it's Vaseline. Like, you've never covered yourself in Vaseline? I just, I, he's a piece of shit because he's a horrible person who has people killed, but I really want him to just embrace, like, you've got your kinks, buddy, (laughs) it's fine. You just need to stop with this family values shit, get on FetLife, go party in a consensual way where people are going to be very excited to have your Vaseline toes, like, live your life, bud, just stop being a piece of shit and live your life, you know? That's Isn't that the want. lesson for everyone, though? Stop being a piece of shit and live yes. your life. Yes. Especially Don't with shame. these conservative politicians. Like, we see yes. through your bullshit, conservative politician people. We know you're into, like, kinky shit. Yeah. And it's and great. We and it's we wonderful. don't shame you for the kinky shit. We shame you for the shit you say in public. Exactly. We shame you for being an <laughs> asshole who judges other people. Now, go have your fun in a consensual, appropriate manner. Like, come on. Listen, I feel we like- can all learn from striptease. <laughs> we can all learn the lessons of striptease, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like that's the... I, 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 I would be okay with leaving it as, uh, this segment with that lesson, but do you yeah. have anything else you really want to discuss? No, I think we got to all of it. I'm very, very happy with our uh, stripping it down section <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, winking, as I say. Yeah, there's a, wink. there's a wink there. Little eyebrow raise. Is the right? I can't. I can't lift my left. So imagine me doing that, stripping it down. Okay, so that is it for this segment. We have, uh, you know, exposed our our. Okay, that was not supposed to be <laughs> our uh, Vaseline leathered uh, beliefs. <laughs> presented our points, made our cases, and now it's time for the. Final segment, the shelf life segment shelf of the life. show, which I'll just give you a brief explanation since we're just trying out. We're just beginning this new format. As we explained early on, this is how it's going to work, right? We're going to present the movie in a spoiler free way, discuss a little bit about, you know, express our feelings because we have a lot of feelings. We're very sensitive oh, yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to decide rationally, objectively, whether this beautiful VHS tape uh, should be placed in the main shelf, in the staff pick shelf, which we know is the premium spot. Not everybody gets that. If it's going to be up there in the middle, which is fine. It's inoffensive. We don't mind middle. Middle of the aisle movies have their value, have their place in time. We're not shaming them. Or if we're going to throw it in the dump, which by that again, send it to recycling because we're cool people. If we're just going to Light it on fire if we're going to, like, tape over it with, like, a game or whatever. People tape over things, (laughs) you know. With, like, a football game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
the VHS technology is uh, something our younger listeners might not be very familiar with. It's true. uh, Yes, you could tape over things, and that was a risky gamble you played. Yeah, because you might get a little bit and piece of something else in there, and, you know... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been I, I I at least in movies it's been the the start of many a family discussions. Uh, oh, <laughs> where yeah. somebody would think they were watching going to watch a thing and it was uh something else entirely. So <laughs> yeah, so we're deciding whether uh striptease what kind of honor we're going to give it. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm I think it's clear my choice. So I'm gonna start yeah. now. I uh, Yeah. I have seen it twice recently. So I was afraid I was like, the last time I watched it was a few months ago. We were in the throes of the pandemic. So I was kind of in like, I didn't know it was pandemic brain. If it was just being away from social interaction. (laughs) But rewatching it yesterday for this show, I really, really loved it. I was very excited about it. I think it's really funny. I think it holds up. And honestly, if it wasn't, it's got like terrible ratings everywhere. Like 13% Rotten Tomatoes, like I think five something percent on IMDb. We're oh going to check God. on that and get back to you. It's at like 5.1 or something. Uh, no, not not five, like 51. I'm sorry. I, did, I should have made it's it. It's still clear, pretty. Yeah, no, it's still pretty. Not still great. pretty freaking low. Yeah. Um, all of that considered, 4.5. Just checked. 4.5. So of all of this considered out oh. of 10. Oh, I, it's oh. very low. Yeah, I am ready to put it on our stuff big shelf how about you all right my gut feeling is that this is this is middle aisle material but it's like the front of the middle aisle this is like this for Mm -hmm. me personally this Mm -hmm. is like a classic like a seven out of ten kind of deal like i think it's very good it is very high quality it does undercut itself in some ways and that that brings it down just a little bit for me. There's some complications there. I could be persuaded. I could be persuaded to put it on a staff pick shelf uh, because I think it's pretty close. Like if it's middle of the aisle, it's in the front of the middle of the aisle. If that makes sense. Like, like, ah, oh, not quite the middle, more towards the front. You know, if this is a spectrum. <laughs> it's a <laughs> spectrum of the, we, we can, it's literally our show and we can do whatever we want with it. So absolutely, we could have a front of the middle aisle. I will yeah. say this. I think it's not a movie that everybody will understand mm-hmm. at first glance. Yeah. So I will compromise and we can do, we can place it up front middle aisle. And like okay. maybe some months where like we we promote it or like yeah. the weekend or something. Like we yeah. do some special things like, oh, like get a Demi more special going or something like that. Yeah. And like, or maybe, maybe when our dear listeners come ask us for recommendations, I'll be yeah. like, you know what? I think you're cool. I like you. I've seen your yeah. taste. You rented yeah. some pretty cool shit. You like indecent proposals. So obviously <laughs> you're a person of very sophisticated taste. So you go strip tease. So I'm cool with settling for top placement in middle aisle with the occasional recommendation. All right. That that feels good to me. That feels really it good. To me. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think we're off to a good start. Hell yeah. <laughs> easy. <We're> easy. <laughs> we can do another one next week. That's so easy. <laughs> uh, well, I guess 
that settles it for today's discussion of striptease, the opening act of our beautiful Thanksgiving month. We have a ton of good stuff coming up. I personally really love the theme because I feel like we can do a lot with it. And I'll just say that next week's pick, it's also very close to my heart. Uh, yeah. Being that I am absolutely obsessed with one Jean-Claude Van Damme, yes. the muscles from Brussels. And yes. next week we are talking about Lionheart. Jean-Claude Van Damme, I'm excited to watch this one. Yeah, and you haven't seen Lionheart, right? I've never seen Lionheart. The the only I won't spoil anything. I just I just know of it somewhat from something you've written. So, you know. Oh, yeah, because I've I've written extensively about I would say I'm, I'm one of the top Van Damme scholars. I think it's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually just, true for real. <laughs> uh, for better or worse, I am not uh, just saying it. I think yeah, no, I, for real. It's it's and it's for better. It is for better. Absolutely. And Lionheart is one of the. I think um, it's not Bloodsport. It's not Kickboxer. It's not Hard Target. Like it's one of the. Uh, it's not Time Cop. It's something that I feel like a lot of people might have not seen. So watch that um, before last week. And I can guarantee you fun. Honestly, if you if you embrace it and if you're like go into it with the mentality of I'm just going to have fun, dear listener, you're going to enjoy it. And then we'll decide in which shelf it goes. But um, not going to lie. I might I might already have an idea. <laughs> it might already be somewhere. <laughs> in my mind, in my mental shelf. But this is a democracy. We make decisions uh, together here. Yeah. Um, that is it for this week. Thank you all for listening. We hope you come back to our friendly neighborhood video store next week. Until then, we would love for you to join our movie club. Come by fanbyte.casa and join the You Love to See channel for news, updates, discussion, and special events. We want to hear from you, so come on by. We can uh, also share with you, because it's been open, we have uh, You Love to See channel in the Discord, and we're already like talking about some stuff there, already tra trashing some movies, um, <laughs> um, you know, me exposing my terrible taste. It's a lot of fun. We want you to join us there and talk about your thoughts on the movies we discuss, um, on our discussion too. Give us recommendations. We're thinking about all these different things involving you, the listener, for the future. So it would be really cool if you joined us there and joined us in the conversation. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. You can follow Danielle. Where can they follow you, Danielle? Oh, go go on over to Twitter at Danielle R.I. That's where I live. I also kind of live on Twitter, which is a sad thing to say out loud. But it's true. And I'm there at Nanda Prates, N-A-N-D-A-P-R-A-T-E-S underscore. And you can follow us on Instagram at Fanbyte, on TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course on Fanbyte.com. And you can also watch our streams on twitch.tv slash Fanbyte. I guess that covers it all. We will see you all again next week for Lionheart. And until then, you'll love to see it.